What's up guys, it's Jeff the Running EP and this is the Running EP podcast. This is a solo episode and a quick one, mainly because I'm just going to share my key lessons that I learned in my first three years in private practice as an exercise physiologist. Of course, our experiences are unique. We're different. We have experiences that we perceived as bad, good, helpful, unhelpful, experiences that we just want to forget, experiences that were absolutely unforgettable. Of course, every experience, at least I believe, there is something that we can take from it. Golden nuggets, golden gems, pearls that make us better as practitioners. We level up. We get better. So, I'm going to start with my first lesson, and it is never assume the patient knows nothing. When I first started as an exophysiologist, a new graduate EP, for me, I really wanted to show that I knew my stuff. So, what would I do? I would just throw out information. I would give them all the information that I thought, my truth, that would, at least I thought, would make them better, would help them live fulfilled, meaningful lives, make them better understand their condition. Give them the tools, give them the resources, give them the ideas that's going to make their life so much better. And in doing so, I assumed they knew nothing. They didn't bring anything to the table. They had no value. They had this deficit that I needed to fill with my knowledge, my resources, my experiences. So I just gave it to them. As a result, I gave them unsolicited advice. And when we think with ourselves, when we receive unsolicited advice, when we get information that we didn't necessarily ask for, we get uncomfortable with that person. We might even double down on our beliefs. We might even shut off or even turn our back and go the other way and go to a different practitioner because we just didn't vibe with them. So... Always, always check for understanding. Ask them, what is it that you know about the situation? What's your understanding of your medical condition? What has other people told you? Or even, what have you done so far that's helped? Or even things that are unhelpful? So, long story short, never assume the patient knows nothing. They bring something to the table. Or they bring a lot. So, unpack it explore it, and work together. Now, number two, almost always say yes to new experiences. I genuinely believe we might not know exactly what we're passionate about, what we like, what we want to work towards as practitioners. What's our niche? Who's our ideal client? What do we want to do with our professional lives? And so with this uncertainty, With all these questions, I genuinely believe you need to expand yourself, experience different situations, experience different people, different opportunities, and just live it. And in that way, we have a greater understanding of the possibilities of our practice as physios, exercise physiologists, chiropractors, or just the health industry that's open to us with so much opportunity, and we can only know that if we experience it, and if we explore it, dig deep, see exactly what is it that we like, 
what is that we don't like? And when we have a better understanding of what resonates with us, our values, what we want to work towards, then, then we have a better idea, more certainty to say no to all the background noise, all the other things that come our way, just so we can move towards, go in the direction that we ultimately want to go towards. So that could be presenting to the community about your passion for helping people with persistent pain. It could be mentoring up and coming university students, engaging with other practitioners in the industry, networking. It could be creating content, public health promotion, whatever that may be. Unless you experience it for yourself, you'll know or at least have a better understanding of where you want to go. So almost always say yes to new experiences. I say almost mainly because there are some opportunities out there that are just flat out super outrageous, crazy, ridiculous. So that's, that, that is subjective. But anyway, let's move on. Number three, prioritize your physical and mental health. This is a big one for me, mainly because I was juggling so many activities in my life, activities that I valued, and also certain activities that weren't super important to me, but I was still doing. And so as a result, I was really going crazy with my running. I was staying late and doing long hours at work. I was meeting up with family, friends, and my partner at the time. I was just going a thousand miles an hour And as a result, I was not only physically, but mentally fatigued and burnt out. And I remember having a chat with one of my colleagues at the time, and a question was posed to me was, do you think you're actually doing too much right now? Do you think you actually have too much on your plate? That was asked to me because I said to address the burnout that I just need to do more things that I enjoyed. And so... It was crazy and I didn't think about it, is that if I was going to do more, especially things that I enjoyed, I needed to create space. I needed to have an opportunity to fill up my cup. You can't fill a cup that's already full. You can't fill a schedule that is already booked out. You've got to cancel some stuff. You've got to say no to some stuff in order to have the space to fill it up with the things that you ultimately enjoy. Of course, there are things in our life that really drain us. There are things in our life that, although we might not like it, it's always going to be there. We can't necessarily get out of it. But I genuinely believe there are a lot of things that we can modify, things that we can have a choice, things that we can say yes or no to. And of course, saying no is difficult because there are people attached to it. There are feelings attached to it. There's, there might even be a sunken cost attached to it. But can you be real with yourself? Can you be honest and know in the long term what's at stake? And if you go a thousand miles an hour with a cup that's literally overflowing, that's burning you out, getting you super exhausted each and every day, is that really sustainable? Ask yourself that, guys. Number four. You will make a lot of mistakes and that is okay. This is huge. And this resonates with me, especially with the concept of 
vulnerability and the idea of we're not perfect. Guys, making mistakes, experiences that are hard, feeling pain, feeling down on yourself, not meeting expectations, that's part of life. And so you can throw that all away. You can put yourself in situation where you don't make mistakes. And in order to do that, that means you're not going to be challenging yourself. You're going to be putting yourself in situations that are comfortable, that are easy. And now I'd ask you, if you're always in comfort, if you're always doing things that are easy, will you get better? Will you learn? Will you make an impact? When you do the things that you love, things that you're passionate about, things that are challenging, whether it may be doing a presentation to a huge audience of 10, 20, 50, 100, there's always the chance that you will fuck up. But that's okay. Failure is literally a figment of your imagination. Failure is a perception. With every experience, you can grow. There's something there that you can learn in this area, in this feeling of discomfort. Even in failure, especially in failure, this is where we grow. And this just points out and highlights that we are human. We are imperfect. And that is great because that means we've got work to do. There's something that we can learn to make us grow. And of course, living life with some humility, being humble, feedback from this person, from this experience, especially in the times where it's difficult, that highlights areas or weaknesses or even strengths that give us a clearer picture, a clearer image of who we are. Guys, you will make mistakes and that is okay. I think knowing that, it's incredibly imperative that you surround yourself with a variety of personalities, different people in your life to give you perspective. If you hang around a group of people who have the same thought process, the same beliefs, who do the same thing, the feedback, the information that you gather, it could be like all positive. People are saying, oh man, you're amazing. You're an expert. Or people are being like incredibly negative, being like, nope, you're doing that wrong. Doing that wrong. Everything you're doing is wrong. That is literally your worldview. This is your world. And it's a skewed one. That said, it is important to have a network of health practitioners outside of your workplace to offer you different perspectives, validation, guidance when you need it. Because if you're surrounding yourself with people who think the same way, who do the same thing every single day, that will be your worldview. It's a skewed one and it's limiting. So especially in times where you may, may make a mistake or you're in a situation where you think the world is going to end or even thinking that you're, you're a terrible practitioner or even a really good one. Different perspectives 
give you more options, more ways to perceive a situation, situations where you might think it's dire or there's nothing else that you can do. Different perspectives give you options, gives you room, gives you confidence in knowing there is always something that you can do to make the most of every single encounter. Number five, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. This is huge, and this one resonates with me the most. I think a lot of people assume that I am an authoritative figure, I am an exercise physiologist, so therefore I am above you. And I'm talking about an EP looking towards their clients. So the assumption that if I just tell them what to do, what I say should be taken as gospel. Like, how do you know they're going to take that information and use it to the best of their ability? Especially if they don't know whether you actually understand them. Whether you're actually listening to them. Whether you're actually putting yourself in their shoes and knowing that making a change right now is hard. It's difficult. If we go out and give unsolicited advice, go out and assume what we say will be taken as gospel, or even we don't even listen to their story and give them a platform to share their experience. If we don't do that, and we just go out and give unsolicited advice, give out information, talk about ourselves and how good we are, are we invalidating them? Are we really working with them in collaboration? Working in an environment that's respectful, that's accepting, practicing with empathy and genuinely seeking to understand them without judgment then we are more likely to have a constructive discussion around behavior change. When the conversation becomes more genuine, when we're talking about concerns, doubts, or even why change right now has its benefits for this person. There are reasons why making a change is hard. And when we acknowledge that, when we respect that, And when that trust is built and that therapeutic alliance is strong, that is when we can move in more positive, more impactful directions, directions that lead to a more purposeful and meaningful life. Guys, have a good one. Enjoy.